Well, it's September football and it's the first weekend of the semi-finals and first cab off the rank is the Brisbane Broncos at home to the Melbourne Storm. And we've been joined by Daryl Halligan, the man rugby league in New Zealand, uh, to help us preview that. DJ, welcome in this morning. Hey, yeah, thanks very much. Just give me a minute, mate. I've just um, hopped out of the water. I've got to put my surfboard on the rack here and uh, towel myself down. <laughs> Beautiful morning here, Kempy. Oh, you got some rugby league going on as well, and it's finals time. Yeah, that's how it works. Oh, mate, I do miss that about Australia too. Waves, and I'm I'm looking all around the world, and all the mates are in Bali, and you know, got them up there enjoying those. Uh, those beautiful, that beautiful sunshine. Now, nice and wet down here, so I hope you're enjoying the sun. Um, mate, like I said, we've got yeah. Brisbane up against Melbourne and both at full strength this um, this Friday night. And is it the game between two fullbacks? You've got Reese Walsh on the Brisbane side, but sitting at number 17 for the Melbourne Storm. We've got uh, Ryan Pippenhausen back um, in that side as well. Does Do you see it like that, mate, where... Uh, these two fullbacks are going to be playing a big part for either one of these uh, teams to to try and get that week off. You know, I I, I think to mine the way this competition's gone this year, Kempe, um in Melbourne, um, you've never seen them like this before. But they've been the quiet achiever. Um, I mean, they're a real smoky for this competition. Um, I, I know everyone would have sort of tossed their name and into the hat that, oh, of course, Melbourne always going to be there because of how well they've done over the last decade and how many comps they've won. And, the great players that they've had. But I really think they're shaping as a team that can rattle Penrith in, in the big dance. Um, now, they beat, they've beat. got a really good record against the Broncos home or away. I think it's eight in a row or 14 or something stupid like that. So, um, And the Broncos are the real rookies of the finals for this year, to be fair, after the sort of like um, team that um, has been assembled and, and built their way through. But, um, yeah, so at fullback... Um, I still think Nick Meany will start the game at fullback for the Storm and they'll bring Pappenhausen off the bench. Um, the, one thing Melbourne don't do, they, they don't rush. You know, they, They'll mm. do things at their own pace. So I, I think Pappenhausen will still come off the bench. Nick Meany's been really good this year um, and what a player to come off the bench. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, they'll have a little plan up their sleeves. But um, I honestly believe that um, as good as sort of both teams are, I think Melbourne will, will win this and, and they'll go deep into the finals. As you know, Daryl, uh, the most important player on the pitch is the bloke that kicks the goals. Um, and, mm. uh, yeah, Nick, Nick Meaney does that for them. You're so talking about Kempe again. <laughs> so, so where does Ryan Pappenhausen <laughs> fit? Because surely you wouldn't take Meaney off. Is, is he going to come on and play a bit of halfback maybe and drive Hughes roles? How, how are they going to roll that, do you think? It's amazing where um, once the heat of the game's gone out, um, how some of these teams can sort of factor in all the ball players into a side. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we have our two ball players play second fiddle with Tohu Harris playing up the front, and he plays more of a halfback role. And then we still have, you know, um, Sean who can play off um, Tohu and then go one pass wide to Metcalf or Tamari Martin. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Melbourne Storm do exactly the same. So, it's okay to have three halves on the field because you get the width and your execution right, it's not a problem at all. So they, they can play in the same team. Um, yeah, with Munster there as well and, and Jerome, um, there's just plenty of options. So, um, yeah, I, I think the game subtly changed a little bit in the way um, we have played over the years and it's become a lot more open and a lot more about execution. Um, and so I, I can see them both being on the field at the same time, for yeah, sure. You think, so you think Melbourne have got Brisbane Friday night up at, up at uh, Suncourt Stadium? 100%. Uh, I mean... Um, 
uh, they both get another chance anyway. Um, but I, I just think um, for mine, Melbourne uh, are a team that, that have been building nicely. The, you know, Nelson sort of comes on and wrecks the game when he when he has to. Um, Christian Welsh, a couple of their forwards are outstanding. Even you know, Eli Kartoa has, has shown some promise after a start with the Warriors a couple of years ago. Started building the season, and and they just do have you know like the finishing touch. So. Yeah, for mine, uh, I, I, Reece Walsh was great with the Bron- uh, with the Warriors for the last couple of years. Going to be a big player in the game for the years to come, um, and and yeah, he'll be he'll be electric. Um, but uh, yeah, for mine, that's the way I see it. So we move into the second game on Saturday. We'll, we'll talk to the Warriors last. The Sharks up against the Roosters. Who Sharks finishing sixth, the Roosters finishing seventh. And the Roosters, no one had picked. About four weeks ago, we actually wrote them off on running it straight, me and Sammy yep. Hewitt. But they've come through on the last game and they've turned south over. They've got five out of the last, uh, four out of the last five games under their belt. But they're up against the Cronulla side with Nico Hines at, at, at the Shire. Is it too big a um, ask to think that the Roosters can go another week or the Sharks just too good for them? Well, I'm actually about a half an hour away from going to Shark Park to having a kick with Nico Hines. Um, so I better not talk to Roosters too much, Kempe, otherwise someone <laughs> might hear. But um, I, the Roosters for mine as well, I'd written them off. But, but how could you write a team off when Tedesco has shown some form again after coming out of origin where you know he was copping a bit of a hiding, really? Was he the best fullback in Australia and whatever? The last couple of weeks, he's bounced right back to his best. The ride this year of Sam Walker, after being put back to reserve grade for the majority of the year, to now come back and play some finals mm. football, um, is it a genius move by uh, Trent Robinson, or is it just, hey, pluck something out of the haystack and see if it works? Um, so, I mean, it's not proven. Um, two small halves and Kerry and, and Walker... I think the trump for them is Joey Manu. Mm. He, he's come off an injury and he is named a player. Apparently he trained well yesterday, so they all think he's good to go. But when Joey gets back out there at centre and doesn't have to have the, the pressure of guiding the team around in the halves and can just create something from nothing, which he does, um, uh, you know, that's, that's a luxury for the Roosters. For um, Cronulla, um, they're a one-man band in a way, really, in terms of Nico Hines. No Will Kennedy um, the last couple of weeks with a hamstring. There is a rumour that he um, might be back this week. They're a better team with Will Kennedy at fullback. Um, plenty of strike power um, out wide with Qatar and Jesse Ramian. Um, but for mine, I think it's the defensive work of the Cronulla Sharks forwards that will win them this game if they win it. Um, their defence hasn't been great all year. They bowed out of the finals and after uh, finishing in the top four last year in two games. Um, and the second one in particular against South wasn't a great game for them. Um, so, you know, there's, there's still a sort of like a character test on this Cronulla Sharks side, really, to see if they are something uh, in the NRL. Um, and it's not an attack, it's in defence. We've seen some good form, too, from the uh, the Newcastle Knights. I know Kempe wants to talk about his old club side, but uh, just a uh, general uh, observation, Daryl. I mean, they haven't got a pair of pants up there big enough for Kempe at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find something. Uh, outside, <laughs> outside, you'll just turn up in the lava lava, mate, don't worry. Uh, outside, outside of the top four, who do you think is most likely to trouble the Premiership? Well, um, you know, you mentioned the run of the, the Roosters um, and, into the finals, but the run of Newcastle has been exceptional. Um, 
they, off the back of, you know, Caelan Ponga shifting back into the fullback spot um, and not being played in the half, and he has obviously found some touch, obviously pulled out um, or didn't play last week with a shoulder. He had a, had a needle um, today here in the papers. They're talking about whether they have jabbed the shoulder too early um, and they should have waited or, you know, some medical rationale. But, um, yeah, they've been good. Um, Tyson Frizzell's been a great addition for them. The Safidi brothers, uh, they've got plenty of mongrel up front. But so I've got a little bit of a question mark on their halves with uh, Hastings and, and, and also Clune and, and, and those guys running in and around there. Um, and Phoenix cross, uh, crossing the, um, the hooker. They've sort of, sort of come from nowhere after being a bit of a journeyman. But they, they've, had a, they've had a great run. And then, you know, always need a bit of a Kiwi flavour, so with Marju on the wing there, um, there's some things I like. Yeah, Phoenix Crossland, just so you know too, DJ, he's a Kiwi, so uh, let the Kiwi selectors know about that because we're not blessed with nines at the moment. You think the loss um, of Papali'i and Chris for Canberra maybe just a little bit of bridge too far for them to cross? Yeah, I mean, I've always got to talk Canberra up, otherwise Ricky Stewart's going to give me a hiding, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I honestly can't see Canberra going too far in uh, in this competition. Um, their outside backs, you know, have been good without being great. Uh, no Seb Chris, uh, Jordan Ruffiner at fullback um, has his moments, um, been brilliant at times. Um, and he's always been a little bit like that in his career. He's a fantastic player, been around for a long time and, you know, can fill so many holes and generate so much activity when he's on the ball. Um, but, yeah, Joseph Tarpanier just last night won the... Uh, one of their players, player for the second year in a row, um, and he'll have some big shoes to fill. But without um, without the big pups up front, I think it's too hard to ask of Canberra for this game. Yeah, um, I tend I tend to agree. Only won two of their last five. They go into against a mild team, a red hot Newcastle nine on the bounce, and I think they get their tenth win. Uh, before That's they enough head, of Newcastle, Kenji. Before That's they head into the Don't next talk week. Newcastle anymore. Yeah, okay. We're, we're done with that anyway. <laughs> everyone in New Zealand are talking this up, and uh, even the people that are up there in the in in the skies because a private jet's flying over, landing in the main street of Penrith on Saturday afternoon to, to get this game <laughs> underway at Panthers Park. Um, Blue Bet Stadium's going to be sold out. Look, looking at last week's game and the way that Penrith... Uh, I said this week, DJ, that Penrith went into this game against the Cowboys and said, right, let's get rid of them now. Now, it wasn't a game that Ivan thought, well, I'll wrestle my players and, you know, we'll give them a chance. They make the eight. And we've got to come back and maybe face them again later on in the in the, in the the semis. He went, these guys are a, are a definite um, threat. Let's get rid of them. Let's get some form and bounce into the eight. What do you think um, is the key to unlocking Penrith? You know what I mean? I mean, and to, to find a loss in that Penrith side because they're certainly the benchmark that our team, the Warriors, are up against this Saturday afternoon at 6 o'clock. I don't straight out have a, a key that's, that can unlock um, Penrith. Uh, I think this season, it's a really long season this year after coming off the World Cup the year before. And yes, some of the so-called more experienced people and the people in the top four of clubs have rested, team, rested players leading into the finals. Ivan has had the luxury of sort of having his players rested um, even a month earlier. So if you ever look at how their squad has worked, the Tyrone and Peachy filling in so many different spots around the team, they've actually given guys a bit of a breather when they've had a bit of a niggle or haven't. Um, so I think, funnily enough, their outside backs are, are impeccable. Uh, the return of Isaac Tago um, last week just showed, stepped up a gear. So we've got at least 
four guys in the outside backs who run close to 200 metres a game with Dylan Edwards, Brian Toho, um, uh, Stephen Crichton and the likes. So there's a challenge that means that they're always going to be down your end of the field if you're the opposition. Yeah. If there is one area which I think they can't do without, of course, they're without Jerome Luai for another couple of weeks and depending whether he gets back at some time in the final series, is a player called Isaiah Yo, the co-captain with Nathan Cleary. He, he, he's like the Tohu Harris of the Penrith team. And if you watch his work in and around the middle, it's unbelievable. He works both sides of the, of the ruck, um, and he, he's sort of that glue to let Nathan play out the back by taking the right space at the right time or feeding a tip on or something to Spencer Lenniou or to Fisher Harris or someone. So I reckon he's, he's the player, Isaac Yo, that you've actually got to nail. So you try and see what side of the ruck he lines up, and you've got to take him out. And so that's one way you can get to Penrith, um, but good luck. <laughs> good luck. I was going to say, luck. who's and, and so for, for our favourite team for the Warriors, um, you know, Webby is obviously coached there for the last three seasons and been in the last two Grand Final teams with Ivan, but he, he'd know that. Uh, I don't know if that totally is his game plan, um, but he'd know the role that his IEO plays for this Penrith Panthers. And is that near Corey's role, do you think? If you're going to try and shut Yo down, is near Corey the player that does that for the Warriors? Well, I don't think um, near Corey can get to both sides of the field. So he's going to be on the right, and Yo will play both sides in attack. But, yeah, I mean, and, and, and maybe they don't really cross paths. It's about everyone galvanising and, and, and being aware of where Asai Yo goes. So, um, yeah, I mean, omarata has been unreal, and I mean, some of his runs and what have you, it looks like actually the, the door to the barn's been knocked down four times and then he's actually still run through it, you know what I mean? Mm. I, I've been so impressed with him this year and he hasn't sort of deviated off what he's done. Inside ball, straight line, outside, and then in defence, you know, he, he, he's been exceptional. So we've got a team. I, I think the Warriors team is, is the best team in terms of playing football that I've seen for the Warriors for, for such a long time and they shift the ball really, really well. Um, but, yeah, the, the, this, this task is the biggest of the year. It certainly is. And when you look at the sides, DJ, you've got both sides that are named nearly at full strength. Maybe you, you, you add Jerome Luai for Penrith um, to, to strengthen that there and possibly a hooker on the bench because the Warriors haven't got one. They use Bailey Cernan coming out of that position. But when you look at the side, look, I, t- I tend to agree with you. The outside backs are, are the real problem for us. You've got Crichton... Uh, Targel um, and and Toy who go out there and and make those big yards and our boys are a little bit scratchy on the edges, but one place that we possibly could cause a little bit of a disruption is at that twenty minute mark, at that sixty minute mark where we get the likes of Dylan Walker and Jazz Tavaga coming back on. Do you think the length of time Jazz Tavaga's had off and Dylan Walker not really playing that role over the last um, couple of weeks is is going to um, be detrimental to the way that they're meant to be playing that role this weekend? Uh, and both those players, Jazz and Dylan, I, I think their role to when they do play the game um, is a high risk role. So they they are going to sometimes not have great games, or so so be whatever you want to call it, however you want to go, go about naming that. Whether you know they've had a poor game, a good game, bad game, good game, but that's their role because they've got to come in and, and change the game up. So therefore, they've got to create a few more offloads. They've got to make some passes. They've got to get a couple of passes to the outside where you wouldn't pass that ball to the outside sometimes. So I don't see that as a problem. I see it if it works, um, then, yeah, you're right in the game um, for sure. Um, and, and just getting back to the outside backs of, of Penrith, 
stopping the outside backs of Penrith isn't about stopping them once the work's already been done in terms of them screaming for the corners and scoring tries and space out wide. It's their first runs in the ruck. It's their first runs one, two, and three coming out of yardage. And, and that's where they are just so dangerous and dominant. So you need to dominate those three players in those first three runs of the set. And therefore, you know, even, even if you get Nathan kicking from just outside his 30, he's still going to land it sort of close to the 20, but he's not going to land it on the try line. And then you, then you get to play a little bit more. So that's where I really see the threat of the outside backs of Penrith is in the first three, three play the balls. Daryl, just before we let you go, mate, I saw a story uh, the other day, uh, Phil Gould saying that the Dogs are going to get eight or nine new signings and they're going to announce them next week. Uh, surely the best of those, the way the hey, I've got to cut you off here. I've got another wave. I've got another wave coming <laughs> here. And I'm going to get my Come on, board. mate. Don't, oh, leave, don't, don't leave them hanging. Gonna, I know that's your on. team. Oh, no, they're going to win the comp next year, aren't they? <laughs> What's going on there? Oh, I was going to say, the best signing, surely, if they're signing eight or nine more, is uh, Nick Politis' uh, accountant, isn't it? How are they getting away with that? <laughs> I tell you what, we, we had the best accountant in the game back when I played with Bullfrog. He was a genius. <laughs> he was. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, it's hurt this year with the dogs and how they've gone. Um, and, and Ciro obviously has shown it the last couple of weeks when under the microscope there's been focus on some of the players. But yeah, there'll be some more players come and go. Um, unfortunately, really, for, for players that, that, that want to be there. Um, but yeah, but uh, the dogs, mm, yeah, tough one. Uh, they will continue to buy um, and change a roster until they find success. And that's something that you actually got to like, like about them. Hey, just before we let you go, DJ, headlines for Monday. What's the headline? <laughs> Not your pair of shorts in Newcastle. <laughs> hey, no, that one's already been taken, mate, when Toddy stole those ones. <laughs> they need an extra panel, apparently. <laughs> what, do you, what do you reckon? Where's, is there an upset? Is there a story? What is your storyline? I tell you what, if the Warriors do beat Penrith out there, that will be the storyline in every paper. There you go. There's your challenge. Beautiful. Good stuff, Daryl. Thanks very much for your time, mate. Hey, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll let you go and hang 10 again. Uh, catch that last wave before you get the latte, you know. Water temperature's not too bad either, guys. But anyway, I won't rub it in. Okay, deal. <laughs> Shot DJ. Thanks, mate.